Thank you for your interest in listening to today's podcast. We hope and pray that today's topic will have some sort of influence to bring about transformation in your life. Now, please enjoy this talk on Fernando Franco's podcast. So having said all of that, I'm so sorry. I told my wife I'll only take seven minutes and I already messed up, okay? <laughs> but I promise you I will not take much okay. longer, okay? Um, the church, the church, the church is built with people before it's built with pews. I truly believe it's taken us five years to get into that building because God has been building the people before he let, us, let that church being finished being built. And so it's about people. Somebody once said, the only thing that Jesus Christ is coming back for are people. He's not coming back for cars. He's not coming back for bank accounts. He's not coming back for buildings. He's not coming back for mansions or even legacies. He's coming back for people. And that's the only thing that God is coming back for. There's two different areas a person needs healing from. One area is what is called they've been hurt in their body. That's a physical healing. And the other area is what I call they have been hurt by people. That's relational healing. And from a biblical perspective, you and I are not the only ones on this planet who have to deal with what is called relational healing. And when I say relational healing, I'm talking about son against mother and daughter against sister and, and, and family member against family member. And sadly to say, church against church. Relational healing. We're not the only ones that have to, have to uh, deal with that. Uh, one of the strongest emotional and physical men that the Bible talks about that struggled with this thing called relational healing was an ex-assassin by the name of Paul the Apostle. Saul of Tarsus was his name. But even this man, you would figure that he had tough skin, he had alligator skin, that he was a strong man and nothing can get to him and hurt him. Well, one day he was on his deathbed and he writes a letter to his spiritual son, Timothy. And he begins to share something with Timothy that was revealed what was really on the inside of the supposedly strong man who you would never think his feelings got hurt. He had a problem in this area of relational healing. He wasn't healed for a long time all the way up until his deathbed. And so in this letter, he reveals his hurts. And here's what he writes in this letter to his spiritual son, Timothy, about the people who hurt him in his life. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 9 through 18. Look at it, it's up here. It says, Paul says, get here as fast as you can. He's telling his son, Timothy, that. Demas, chasing fads, he went off to Thessalonica and left me here. Crescens, in Galatia province, Titus in Dalmatia. Luke is the only one here with me. Bring Mark with you. He'll be my right-hand man since I'm sending Tychicus to Ephesus. And that's how you say the name, Tychicus. <laughs> Bring the winter coat that I left in Troas with Carpus. Also the books and parchment notebooks. You can, you can hear the desperation of this last letter he's writing. One of his last letters. And then he says this. He's a name dropper. He's a name dropper. <laughs> he says, watch out for Alexander the coppersmith. Fiercely opposed to our message, he caused no end of trouble 
And then he says this, God will give him what he got's coming. And then in verse 16, he says, at my preliminary hearing, no one stood by me. They all ran like scared rabbits. I'm going to say it again. They all ran like scared rabbits. Nobody stood with me at my preliminary hearing. They stood with me when I, when, 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 when I won the belt. But nobody stood with me at my preliminary hearing. But it doesn't matter. The master stood by me and helped me spread the message loud and clear to those who had never heard it. I was snatched from the jaws of the lion. God's looking after me. I love the way he aired out his hurts and then how he just knew who really was with him all along. And so his insight to this letter tells us three things. Number one, you will have people who will disappoint you. You will. Number two, he tells us, you will have people who will work against you. Watch out for that guy named Alexander the Coppersmith, okay? Fiercely opposed to my message. He caused no end of trouble. There's just people, that's their calling in their life. Their spiritual gift is to make your life hell. So yes, you will have people who will work against you. And then finally, number three, this is the good news here, is some relationships can be healed. Him, Mark, and Barnabas, those three guys had beef together. That was one of the first church splits that took place in the Bible. There was a church split. And Paul never again saw Barnabas when Barnabas left him. Mark was Barnabas' cousin. And so Mark left with Barnabas. And a guy by the name of Silas stood with Paul. So it was Paul and Silas doing their ministry. And then it was Barnabas and Mark doing their ministry. They never talked. They never met up again. They had, the Bible makes it very clear, there was a falling out. It was an ugly thing that took place. Very nasty. They never again talked. Again, never again talked. But on Paul's deathbed, he tells Timothy, Hey, could you please bring Mark to me? He's a good right-hand man. The Bible says, the end is better than the beginning. We thank you for listening to today's podcast. Now it's your time to add the value of this podcast to your daily life. Once again, thank you for your time in listening to Fernando Franco's podcast today. Please help us spread this message by compelling someone today about this podcast. Thank you, and may God bless you.